looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of My Pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a My Pillow or not, you need to get the brand new My Pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. The Todd Coconato Show is brought to you by MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Introducing MyPillow 2.0. Help support Mike Lindell and his team by visiting MyPillow.com using the promo code REMNANT or R-M-N-T. And by Kurt Elliott, PhD, Private Advisors. Kurt is one I trust when it comes to financial advice and the acquisition of precious metals. To say it clearly, he's a believer and that's important to me. I trust him in the precious metals industry. Visit KurtElliottPhD.com forward slash Pastor Todd to get a free report today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am excited about our next guest. He's a gentleman by the name of Floyd Brown, and we do have uh, several mutual friends, which we were just discussing in the green room. I'll share in just a minute why I'm saying that. But he is uh, an American author. He's a speaker. He's a media commentator. He was the CEO of USA Radio Network, and he has founded one of the best resources for real news in the world today. I kid you not. I do not say that, uh, you know, just to, to try to sell something to you. I'm telling you, from my perspective, I read Western Journal all the time, and it is an amazing outlet. And so I want to welcome to the broadcast, Mr. Floyd Brown. Sir, welcome. Oh, thank you. And uh, Todd, I really appreciate your kind words about Western Journal. We work very hard to make sure there's no fake news there and that people can rely on it and trust it. We yes. take uh, we take our uh, our inspiration from the book of Hosea, which is my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Right. And um, so we want to make sure that Christians and everybody has really good information, because without good information, you can't make good decisions as a citizen. That's and right. so uh, that's uh, that's our, our goal. And it's our prayer. And uh, every day we work hard to do that. So thank you for your kind words about Western Journal. Absolutely. Well, I'm just speaking the truth. I mean, honestly, it is a go to for me. And I would highly recommend if, if you've never read Western Journal and check it out uh, because it is again a site that's that's uh, from a biblical worldview and and you know I can just tell that through discernment because you know it doesn't say that necessarily but I can just tell from my discernment from the Holy Spirit in me that you are you are speaking the truth because there's something that stirs in your spirit I know you know what I'm talking about uh, where where you know when truth is being spoken for and so I just want to thank you again for that man. Well, and that's part of what I talk about in my new book is that people intuitively know truth yes. uh, even before 
um, they're Christians, but after they're Christians, then we have the power of discernment and the ability to know truth and have God affirm it right. as truth through our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we have extra power as Christians, I like to say, we know. Uh, and, and uh, it's, uh, it, it, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the great benefits of being a Christian. It truly so, is. Learn, Todd, I love being a Christian. My life doesn't work without Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, well, you're speaking my language, and I can just tell uh, I, I was excited about interviewing you today because I just knew this was the direction that the Lord was going to take this. And, uh, you know, it, we're in such a time of disinformation, of confusion. Uh, the mainstream corporate media, as I like to call them, you know, pretty much owned by six corporations at this point, you know, uh, at least 90 percent. And they're basically disseminating the same information, different talking points. And especially here in the States, you know, I like to look at uh, publications from around the world just to see different perspectives, you know, because a lot of the media that we're getting here is, is kind of beating to the same drum. And meanwhile, there's things that are happening like the protests in France right now, which you're not seeing much coverage of uh, the, you know, the yellow, uh, yellow vests that were, you know, only a couple months back. Uh, things like that that barely got any coverage here in the United States. And yet these were big events around the world. How does your team uh, put together the news, Mr. Brown? Like, how do you guys, uh, what, what's the process that you do? So, um, you know, we have about 80 employees. About half of those are people that write the news. The other half are people that prepare, edit, and distribute the news. And uh, so every morning we have a team that uh, actually it goes on 24 hours a day because we have people in multiple time zones. Wow. But so we, we we're 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 searching the news and then we are verifying the news and then we will take what we have and we'll assign it to a reporter. Then the reporter uh, uh, will, you know, you know call the principals, they'll do other reporting to get, get the story down right. Then they'll write it. And then after it's written, it then goes to the editorial team, which edits it and, uh, and then also does um, uh, fact check verification. Yeah. And then after that, it goes to our distribution team that distributes it all over the internet. And uh, so, you know, by the time a piece of news gets on Western Journal, it's been through four hands mm. and each of those people, you know, have the ability to say, whoa, stop. And, uh, uh, right. you know, there's problems with this. There's issues with it. And and so that's what really helps keep us um, on track with the truth. And, you know, also, you know, people can go to our website. We publish our editorial standards, which we think are some of the most comprehensive, complete and honest editorial standards that you'll find anywhere. I always say I'll put my editorial standards up against that of The New York Times or yeah. Washington Post or any of these big publications. And, uh, you know, I think we come out ahead every time. I would so agree. it uh, it uh, you know, it's it's work, but, uh, you know, we're willing to do it. And. Part of why actually I wrote my book, I, I think history is written three times. It's written first uh, in the daily news, and that's what Western Journal does. Secondly, it's written or rewritten by commentators and observers that are watching the news and digesting it. So that's more of a long form process. 
So um, basically, my book, Counterpunch, covers the last three and a half years of what's been going on in America. And you came right out at the beginning with um, a, a, a piece of information that showed tremendous discernment. And that is, you said there's a, a spirit of deception. Yeah. I call it a spirit of delusion, but it is a spiritual manifestation Absolutely. that is it is oppressing America and keeping us from seeing the truth. Yes. So um, a lot of what I talk about in the book is, you know, I've been around and involved in politics for 40 years. Hmm. I've seen a number of what we call wave elections. Right. I went to Washington as a young man with uh, the Reagan administration, and, yeah. and we were all going to we were all part of the Reagan revolution. And right. we knew, you know, we were going to change America. And then uh, by 1994, I was running Citizens United, a citizens organization. Yeah. And so I was involved in the contract for America and helping wow. Newt Gingrich with that wave election. Right. And then, of course, uh, I was running Western Journal by the time the Tea Party came around in 2009. And we had another wave election, this time 2010. And each one of those times we were going to change America. Yes. And then came 2016 and, uh, you know, another wave election, the fourth in my lifetime. And we got Donald Trump. We got the U.S. Senate. We got Congress. We got all three of the trifecta. And we still couldn't even repeal Obamacare. Right. So a lot of what I do is reflect on, you know, why why the failure? Right. Why, when we thought we had so much potential to really change things, why didn't America change? And the conclusion I came to was actually a spiritual conclusion, yes. which is all of those wave elections were about the power of men. Mm. And we're taught it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Yes. And so, you know, we were relying on our own energy, our own, you know, ambition, our own desire to change America. And really what Christians have to do, and this is why one of the points I make is it's really only Christians, and I believe spirit-filled Christians, yes. that can change America. And the reason I say that. Uh, is because it has to be a two-pronged strategy. We're not just dealing with Biden and Valerie Jarrett and all of these people on the ground, Barack Obama, whoever they are. We're also dealing with spiritual forces and principalities right. that are the covering for those people. Yes. And so we have to discern that. We have to literally Bray those principalities out of the sky, I like to say, right. but we have to bring all of the forces of spiritual warfare that we've learned in Ephesians against those powers of deception and delusion and untruth. And we have to do that by getting on our knees and praying on the one hand. And then we also have to be that army that marches and is active in activism and, and working the precincts and doing what we have to do at the local level right. in parallel. It's a, it's a two-part strategy. That's the way we're going to change America. Because when we change America, and I believe we're going to change America because I believe God isn't done with America yet. Right. When we change it, he is going to get the glory. Yes. Nobody else. Ronald Reagan won't get it. Newt Gingrich won't get it. Donald Trump won't get it. But only Jesus Christ 
and the Father above are going to get the credit for changing America. And it's because Christians get active, get involved, get on their knees and fight this thing because they don't want to lose um, the greatest country on earth. That's right. What you're saying is resonating with me so much. It's just, it, it kind of blows my mind. I call uh, people like yourself remnant people. Uh, but, you know, when I meet a fellow remnant person, it's like we're reading each other's mail. Like, you know, we haven't even talked before this. really, And, and yet here you yeah. are saying key, uh, you know, points that I've been talking about. And so I know the Lord is putting these things on our heart. And, you know, obviously I was a supporter of Donald Trump. You know, we were involved even during the election process in 2016 and in 2020. But what I've come to realize, and I, you just spoke it out, is that it's really not, it can't be a political solution. Although we can support, we can we can be active in all elements of society. I think it's very important we vote, we get active in the political realm. Very important for Christians. We can't have a vacuum there. But ultimately, I feel like right now, the spotlight's on the church. And to your point, what are we going to do? You know, and, and, and you said we have the authority in Jesus name to pull down the strongholds. We have uh, the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but are mighty. And, and they are the, you know, the weapons the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God, you know, using the sword of the spirit, uh, occupying until he comes, you know, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. And so we must be an empowered church. We must be the Philadelphian church. We must be the empowered church, not the compromised church. And we can't be that silent majority that people talked about for so many years. Everybody's got to do their part and get involved. What say you on that, sir? Uh, I felt the Holy Spirit as you were speaking truth. <laughs> That's my answer. Uh, I, can, I can literally feel the Holy Spirit uh, resonating with me as you spoke those words. So, um, the, the, you know, you're right. Um, yeah, you, you say we're reading each other's mail. I call it Holy Spirit networking. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because, we, you know, uh, my wife and I, we often talk about this. Since COVID, all of our friends have changed. Yes. It's Same just here. like, you know, um, uh, my, my, my next door neighbor here to me, you know, he's still huddling in his house in fear. He just right. doesn't come out. You know, he barely brings his garbage can out. But he goes nowhere and he's and he's and he's living literally in a spirit of fear. And that's yes. from a spirit of delusion that he's living in that fear. That's right. And so the the you know, um, it really is a spiritual um, a spiritual condition. And until we fix that, yeah. you know, we can't fix the politics. You know, uh, Lance Wall now is 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 uh, famous for saying, you know, first revival comes to the church and then reform comes to the seven mountains. Yes. But first we have to revive the church. Uh, and, and that means we have to get back to our first love. That's right. One of the things I like to say is America's become a country of idolaters. Yes. You know, we worship everything. We worship sports heroes. We right. worship people in Hollywood. Uh, some people worship their cars. Other people worship their their, their uh, jobs, you know, there's just a lot of areas of worship, but it's right. idolatry. And Jesus wants to be on a list of one. Mm. He wants to only be, he wants to be the only one on the list. And yes, that means we have to make sure that we are only worshiping him. That's right. And, and it, it doesn't matter how busy you are, you have to make time 
to worship him alone, worship him in your devotions, worship him at church with others. You can't, you know, you can't neglect any of it because first and foremost, we have to be plugged in in order to be effective. That's right. And, uh, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, it's strange, but you know, there's a lot of empty churches right now, but there's also a lot of really vibrant churches that are growing yes. because they have spoken truth to power during this difficult time. Yes. We, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm often asked, why are all these LGBTQ leaders running school boards around the country here? I live in Phoenix okay. and, um, uh, we've got the Washington school district here and um, uh, there's a, a lady on the school board that identifies sexually as a cat. Oh my and, goodness. you know, I don't I don't even understand that. You know, I guess she doesn't she rejects that she was born a human. Wow. Um, but but whatever it is, I mean, she has deep spiritual problems. You have to ask the question, how did she get on the school board? Right. She doesn't have kids. Why is she so interested in 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 overseeing what our children learn at school now in that same district the washington district there sits several mega churches right problem is is those mega church pastors were saying politics is dirty right you don't want to get involved in politics oh we're we're better than politics we you know we get to stay out of that stuff and so literally you've got you know this crazy woman for lack of a Terms, yeah. <laughs> uh, who denies God because she denies God made her female, which she right. is, denies that he made her human, which she is. She's part of the human race. And um, and so she's at war with God. So why weren't these megachurches making sure the people on that school board were people that believed in Jesus Christ? Right. You know, instead, we just didn't show up. And, you know, we can change literally all of our communities. There's over 3,000 counties in America. All of them have churches. All of them have Christians. It doesn't matter where you go in the country. There are people that love Jesus. They're just not active in the fight. That's right. That's right. And they've got to be. And that's the problem. And, you know, the silent pulpit has been a huge detriment to our country in in all these areas. Like you said, I mean, uh, I think they call them furries, right? Where these people uh, pretend to be like a cat. I even know some parents, they actually put out like a litter box. I kid you not in their home because they they bow down and capitulate to this instead of saying, hey, this is mental illness or even worse. This is demonic because that's what it really is. And that's it the is demonic. You know, pastors are not calling it demonic. I hate to say it. I'm not here to bash the church. I'm part of the church. I'm part of the body of Christ. But to your point, we have to be engaged in this conversation. We have to be occupying the school board, the community meetings. We've got to get involved at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level. Because, I mean, out of 30, what, 332 million, they say Americans, a little bit more than that, uh, 60% of our country still identify as Christian. Now, I'm not saying they're all serving the Lord, but they identify culturally, at least at the, at the very least, as Christian or Catholic or Protestant at some point. And so we are the majority. And yet we're having a small percentage of one to two percent of the population pushing this very far, you know, far left ideology on our children. And uh, I want to switch gears a little bit because, you know, I'm here in Nashville. And just this last week, we had a horrific shooting incident, which, by the way, our state 
only around a month ago or so, just banned the trans story hour and some of the sex operations that were taking place, things like that. And within a month, a Christian school was the target. And there was a trans person that apparently shot up the school. And actually one of the tragedies, three kids, uh, six total that were murdered. And one of them is actually the pastor of the school's child. I cannot even imagine. Uh, Mr. Brown, what do you say about that, sir? Yeah, well, uh, it is, the, the entire trans movement is demonic. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think in the story of when um, Jesus went to the Gadarenes and he was, you know, he met the, um, the man who was possessed with many spirits uh, there, and it's interesting, if you read the scripture carefully, they call themselves they, them. Yes. They have a different pronoun. And um, so I think part of this is literally demonic oppression and yes. demonic possession. That's right. I'm in a men's Bible study. We meet every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. We get together as brothers in Christ and, and we share, we share a lot. And and in the group. This week, uh, one of our members shared that his sister is dating someone that is a, a they them. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's broken hearted about it, but, but we were talking about it and he was explaining that they, they literally have a worship service and it, you know, they, they, they gather around and they, they gather around a lot of symbols, occult symbols. And um, they, you know, they're 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 literally worshiping there at those occult symbols. Yeah. His sister texted him a picture of it, and he texted back, and he said, "I see no cross amongst all these symbols. You know, you you claim that you're open minded, and you right. you know you're open to all these different religious traditions, but the one you don't have there is the cross. Right, and um." You know the, the 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 truth is is that uh, this is occultic, it's demonic, yes, and um, it's uh, it, it's extremely um, serious. You know, I I uh, I know that this um, trans person had been a young girl at that particular school when she was younger, right? And I, I keep uh, asking myself this question. You know, what had the medical practitioners pumped into this female body? Right. We've known for years that too much testosterone causes rage and anger. I mean, we learned that with bodybuilders. You remember yes. the bodybuilders sure. that were taking too much, um, you know, testosterone. Right. Steroids. And, yeah. uh, they got rageful and they got, you know, just super angry. And you, you can't help but wonder, I mean, so they're pouring so much testosterone into this girl because she's got to have a super dose because she's got to overcome her natural estrogen and her natural hormones right. and her body, you know, is always going to be trying to create those, um, you know, normally. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if she still has her ovaries or not, if she's you know, had a full hysterectomy. We don't know. I mean, they really butcher these transgender people with all kinds of surgery. But the medical practitioner, practitioner 
that knew that the, the side effect of testosterone is anger and rage, I think they should be held accountable because they were pouring huge amounts of it probably into this woman to help her transition to, you know, whatever she was transitioning to. And, and, uh, and, and that's evil too. The yes. medical industrial complex yes. has been making money off of this that's right. and it's evil. So evil. It's horrible. And, uh, you know, to your point, I mean, we don't even know was she also maybe on psychotropic drugs. We don't know, you know, how many young people are in America today. I mean, you go to uh, any doctor, most doctors, you know, other than maybe naturopath doctors. And, you know, if you have some depression or you have something, they give you a pill, you know, so we don't even know. Maybe there was a combination. I mean, we, we may never know. Uh, but to your point, I mean, these all have side effects. And then, uh, you know, we're not even mentioning the video games, uh, very violent video games, uh, music uh, that's being pumped into the young people. Uh, you got the streaming platforms, nonstop violence. You know, no one ever mentions that. Uh, it always goes right to the gun conversation, especially from the far left. But they don't mention all the other factors. And why was well, it that, you know, yeah, the reason they don't is and I talk about this in my book is because they're part of these industrial complexes right. that are protected. Yes. There's really, uh, you know, numerous industrial complexes. The biggest one is probably the military industrial complex. It's the yes. oldest, um, but there's also what I would call the technology slash media industrial complex, yes. which uh, is extremely profitable and people have minted billions of dollars off of it. Uh, video gaming is a part of that. And, um, you know, when you look at those video games, what are they? Grand Theft Auto. Right. They, they talk about stealing cars or, you know, it's, it's you know, guns and, and killing people. And it's, it's really some of the most base stuff you can imagine. And then, um, of course, the medical industrial complex, which we saw in full demonstration during COVID when you couldn't get you know, basic drugs to treat COVID that were effective, things like ivermectin and budesonide right. and, and other things. Doctors were actually threatened if they prescribed it. Pharmacies were threatened if they dispensed it. That's right. And, uh, and so, um, but, you know, I think there's something like 40 new billionaires that were minted as a result in the biomedicine field as a result of all of the, the money spent on the on the COVID jabs. So, you know, it's it's often about money, but there's these protected groups that are protected by the elites. Right. And uh, I, I talk a lot about that in the book. I talk about what I call the elite um, money extraction machine, the way they extract money from us. We saw this recently with the Silicon Valley Bank. That's right. So here you had a bunch of billionaires who had made literally hundreds of millions of dollars uh, off of these high-tech, you know, inventions of theirs, right. and they deposited it with this bank. Well, deposit insurance only goes up to 250000 yes. And so they made, you know, good investments in the past on their tech, and they were able to privatize and keep those profits. But when they made a bad decision investing in a bank that went belly up, what happened? The government stepped in and protected them and they received 100% of their dollars and then you and I end up paying for it. So, right. and they do this over and over. They did it in 2008. They 
They, they privatize the profits for these people that are insiders and they socialize the losses. And yes. it's, it's, it's wrong. America's, America's getting poor. The average citizen's getting poor because of this and because of the resulting inflation. And uh, our leaders are totally signed off on it because they get their campaign contributions from, you know, that little tiny, it's not even 1%. They always say the 1%. It's right. like, it's like one one hundredth of one percent. Right. It's right. right up there at the nosebleed top. Those yeah. are the people that are getting the benefit of all of this, and it's wrong. That's right, hundred percent. I want to just ask you one more question. I want to circle back to the book because I think it's important. Uh, you know, I know you're really well read on just geopolitics and things that are going on in the world. I just saw uh, that uh, Saudi Arabia is considered joining. The BRICS, uh, that is to me one of the biggest developments of our day when it comes to finances and the dollar and the petrodollar system. How concerned are you about this, sir? Oh, uh, unbelievably concerned. I mean, I think America is a country that has spent its seed corn and we've been living way beyond our means now for probably 30 years. Yeah. And, and so when somebody has, you know, racked up this much debt on a credit card, there comes a reckoning day. And we don't know how long they're going to be able to extend it. But but this is an example. Uh, You're right. The petrodollar, uh, you know, when when Nixon closed the gold window in 1971, um, and the reason he closed it was because the French were uh, asking for gold rather than more dollars back. And uh, they were worried that they were going to empty Fort Knox. So, so um, you know, Nixon closed the gold window. At the same time, Kissinger went to Saudi Arabia and he cut this deal for the petrodollar. And the deal worked for a long time. And the deal was this. Okay, we'll protect your, uh, your little kingdom here in Saudi Arabia. We'll make sure that the king of Saudi Arabia stays the ultimate ruler. He's going to be the king of Saudi Arabia if, if America has anything to do about it. And we created a protective shield using our defense forces over his company in exchange for him using dollars for all of these oil transactions. Right. Uh, and in fact, we're just now learning that they were putting much, they were recycling much of that money back into treasury bills right. here in the U.S. And they had a secret deal to be able to buy treasuries totally off the book. And so, um, but but imagine that has been a bad trade for Saudi Arabia over the long time because, you know, bonds have just gotten the, you know, they just got beaten up beyond belief. Yeah. This year, uh, as interest rates have spiked, you know, we've been in a 40 year, 40 year um, uh, bond bull market that ended last year. uh, And it's been brutal on anybody that's been heavily invested in bonds. And that would include Saudi Arabia. So if I was Saudi Arabia, I'd be I'd be looking for some relief. Yes. I I don't know if you know this, but but Mexico is also looking at looking at joining that's the insane i know and it, you know in mexico i just heard brazil uh so it's it's now cascading and it's happening fast there's a lot of unilateral pra- uh, trade deals being done with china uh outside of the dollar so i mean this could be a matter of you know months or you know years i don't know but it, i think that the dollar is going to lose the global reserve at some point yeah well i tell everyone um I, and i don't dispense financial advice but i tell them what i do and that is there's only one asset 
that doesn't have counterparty risk. Only one, and that's owning precious metals that you physically own. And, you know, if you own it, if you own a silver dollar and it's in your fingers, you have no counterparty risk because that silver dollar is going to be a silver dollar as long as it's in your pocket. Nobody can change can can change it from a silver dollar. That's but right. everything else, including our Federal Reserve notes, have a counterparty. Yep, they sure do. Oh, man, I could pick your brain for hours. Boy, let me tell you, we could talk about a lot of things, but let's get back to your book. And by the way, I just want to thank you. You know, you let my friend General Flynn uh, write great editorials on it. I always read them on Western Journal. Uh, I know you also were just down with Mario and Lance. And, and so, you know, it's just amazing what God is doing and bringing the remnant together. And I so appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Uh, why don't you let us know a little bit about your book? Yeah, well, so the book goes through the false narratives. It gives you a, a kind of writes the history of the last three years, which I think is important for us to reflect upon, because when you actually sit back and kind of see, wow, look at all these false narratives, it wasn't one or two. And I actually go back into some of the old ones. Like, for example, uh, the Bush administration had their weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And you, you bring up General Flynn. General Flynn was the man that was sent to Iraq That's to right. find those weapons of mass destruction. Yep. And he once told me, he said, Floyd, I turned over every rock in Iraq and I couldn't find them. If they were there, I would have found them. That's right. So uh, that was that was a that was a false narrative. We've been getting these false narratives. And 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 so the false narratives at their core are meant to make people feel powerless. Yes. They want citizens to feel powerless. They want citizens to feel fear um, because the more fear you feel, the more power they have. They want right. you running into the arms of a big government that's going to save you. And so as Christians, we're supposed to trust on Jesus. Yes. We're supposed to trust on all of the wonderful promises that we have in scripture, not that everything's going to be rosy, but that he's going to be with us through everything. And we don't have to fear because these are just tents and he's preparing a better place for us. And no matter what happens to us, live or die, yes. we are always his and he's always caring for us. And we're always in the palm of his hand and no one, he, you know, Satan can't steal us away from Jesus. Right. We're, we're, we're his. Yes. And uh, that's so comforting. And uh, so I'm hoping, you know, people will hear that message and know that they can have a tremendous peace, tremendous joy, even when times are bad um, uh, in, 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 in that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. Where where can they find the book if they wanted to go look for it? So it's on Amazon. It's on ChristianBook.com. Anywhere they sell books, uh, you can find Counterpunch. It uh, is available for pre-order right now on Amazon. It comes out April 4th. And, uh, you know, I prayed every every time I prepared to write, I prayed. Yes. I prayed, dear, dear Lord, help me share the message that you want shared. Help me to, you know, speak the truth. And so, you know, I, uh, I poured a lot into this book and, and, and praise God, I think uh, a lot of people are going to read it. And I hope that it really brings comfort to a lot of people, but it also activates a lot of people so that, that we can all together grab on that oar 
and, and turn the ship of state and, and save America. Because this country has done more for the gospel than any other country has right. ever done on the face of the earth. And our forefathers came here and made a covenant with God about that. And, and, and I believe that there's still more to be done because there's still people that need the gospel here and abroad. And, you know, if they shut down the gospel here in America, it'll be shut down everywhere in the world. That's right. That's right. Don't touch the church. You know, don't mess with the church. That's what they try to do at COVID. They try to shut the church down. But God is raising up a remnant, I believe, for a time as this. And I think there's a tremendous harvest, as we were speaking about before the broadcast, that is, is just so ripe. And I really believe that's why we're still here, to be quite honest with you. Fred. I really believe the Lord cares about the harvest, and this is an end-time harvest, and God is moving around the earth. We're seeing revival, pockets of revival starting to well up, and I believe it's going to come even to more uh, where we're going to see it everywhere. I'm believing that. And so, uh, you know, hold on. The end is not yet. One more round. And uh, amazing, amazing conversation. Floyd Brown, Western Journal. You can find it westernjournal.com. Very, very amazing resource. You got to get on there. Uh, do you guys offer like a subscription plan where people can get? Uh, we do. We yeah. do. And um, actually, I think uh, after this week, you're going to be able to get a free copy of the book if you subscribe to Western Journal. Amazing. So amazing. That's, uh, that's a secret. If you want to get one free, you can subscribe and get the book free. And I'll actually even uh, sign it for you. I love that. Thank you. Well, that that's a great incentive there. And, you know, by the way, we got to support, uh, you know, outlets like Western Journal because they're few and far between. And uh, he's doing this is a ministry as far as I'm concerned. You know, the Lord is, is expanding the territory in different ways in the marketplace and news and media. And this is what we've been praying for. So, Floyd, I just want to thank you so much for what you're doing, my friend. Well, God bless you for what you're doing. And uh, I've enjoyed visiting with you and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you, sir. Hold on. And, and meeting and meeting and, and, and breaking bread together. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, man. Hold on one second. And we'll be right back with the Todd Coke Knowledge. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan! He's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling, Feeling good. good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com.